When you bring your child home for the first time, you want a baby monitor you can trust. When you choose Stork, you choose technology trusted to monitor 10 million babies in hospitals every year. Stork continuously tracks your baby's pulse rate, oxygen saturation, and temperature. Visit MassimoStork.com to learn more. Stork, a revolutionary baby monitor, is born. Stork is not a medical device. Read and understand all product labeling. Massimo data on file. Breastfeeding support can truly make or break a mother's breastfeeding experience. Yet with so many local and online options, how's a mother to choose which support will actually be beneficial? I'm Sarah Ortega, a mother of four, a certified lactation educator, and the moderator of Nevada Breastfeeds, an online Facebook page that offers support to breastfeeding mothers. This is the Boob Group, Episode 18. Breast milk, it does a baby good. Silly daddy, boobs are for babies. I make milk, what's your superpower? If my breastfeeding offends you, put a blanket over your head. Dairy diva, don't be lactose intolerant. Nursing nature's own breast enhancement. Meals on heels. Whoever said there's no use crying over spilled milk, never had to pump. Breast milk, all udders are inferior. Whatever your point of view, we're here to support your breastfeeding goals. We're the boob group, because mothers know breast. Welcome to the Boob Group, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. I'm your host, Robin Kaplan. I'm also a certified lactation consultant and owner of the San Diego Breastfeeding Center. At the Boob Group, we're your online support group for all things related to breastfeeding. Have you checked out the fabulous articles on our blog? We have several moms who have offered to blog about their breastfeeding experiences for the Boob Group, and I was completely blown away by their stories. If you are interested in sharing your breastfeeding stories, feel free to contact me through the link on the Boob Group website, which is www.theboobgroup.com. Today, I'm joined by three lovely panelists in the studio. Uh, ladies, will you please introduce yourselves? Uh, my name is Crystal Mullet. I'm 27 years old. I'm a pharmacy technician. I have two children, three and eight weeks. My name is Erin Estevez. I work in international business. I have one child of nine months, and my age is my secret. And I'm Megan Weber. I'm 26 years old and a billing clerk, and I have two children, um, a three-year-old and a four-month-old. Well, ladies, welcome to the show. When you bring your child home for the first time, you want a baby monitor you can trust. When you choose Stork, you choose technology trusted to monitor 10 million babies in hospitals every year. Stork continuously tracks your baby's pulse rate, oxygen saturation, and temperature. Visit MassimoStork.com to learn more. Stork, a revolutionary baby monitor, is born. Stork is not a medical device. Read and understand all product labeling. Massimo data on file. Thank you. Before we get started with today's show, here's a question for one of our experts. Hey, Robin, I have a little question for the boob group. I need some advice on transitioning into nursing a toddler. We have always nursed on demand, and I feel so grateful to have overcome our early challenges to have a healthy and rewarding nursing life. But things have been just a tad bit frustrating lately. Nursing on demand is sometimes turning into demanding to nurse. Or comforting a baby who truly needs a bit of assurance with a quick little nurse sometimes turns into comforting a whining and demanding baby who would otherwise not blink an eye at whatever upset him were it not for my or my boobs presence. At 15 months, we are not ready to wean at all. I'm not even sure I want to restrict it to a schedule. 
But I do want to discourage the current pattern where, if slightly frustrated, he becomes extremely agitated unless he can nurse. Again, only when I am there, this is what clues me in, that he doesn't really need the comfort, if that makes any sense. I would love to hear some thoughts. Thanks so much for your time. Jamie. Hi, Jamie. This is Rose Davinia Jackowitz. I'm the lactation consultant at Happy Healthy Moms and Babies, and I also work at Kaiser Permanente. And I just wanted to see if I can help give you a little bit of an answer to your question on nursing your toddler. And first of all, congratulations for continuing to nurse because it's definitely the best thing for him. However, as you've probably figured out, toddlerhood is a definite tough time of transitioning and uh, it can be very erratic for babies at this age. You are their safe haven, and um, when they get frustrated, they know the safest place in the world is mommy, um, and, and which in turn makes it kind of frustrating for you because, yes, if he gets frustrated, if he throws a temper tantrum, um, it's, it's a quick way to calm him down, And uh, but it's also used as a way for them to a quick way of checking in and reconnecting with mom throughout the day. Several options that you can do just to kind of help him when, when you know it's just kind of a um, uh, frustrating moment or you're right in the moment, a minute of doing something is to, you know, to call him by name and say, just a minute. Um, my daughter would uh, tell her little ones, uh, I need you just to hold your patience and, um, and so that would, she would do that for about one or two minutes and then she would gradually be able to get a few more minutes so that he knew that he was going to get it, but he had to wait just a few minutes. But it's typical for toddlers to to be very hit and miss. You know, they want to nurse and they don't, and then they want to come for just a quick um, short nursing. And so really what you're going through is a very, very common, and it just takes a little bit of working with him to maybe teach him a little bit of patience to, to maybe wait one or minute, one minute to five minutes. And as he gets older, he'll realize you're always there, but uh, he can count on you. And that's, that's why he comes running to you, knowing you're his safe haven. So hopefully this is helpful. Take care. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Bye. So today on The Boob Group, we're discussing the importance of local and online breastfeeding support. Our expert, Sarah Ortega, is an experienced breastfeeding mama of four, a certified lactation educator, and the moderator of a wildly popular Facebook page called Nevada Breastfeeds. Thanks so much for joining us, Sarah, and welcome to the show. Thank you. So, Sarah, Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's our pleasure. Sarah, um, can you tell us a little bit about Nevada Breastfeeds and what inspired you to create this Facebook page? Well, Nevada Breastfeeds is really a place for moms to get support um, from either myself, getting direct help um, with their different problems or concerns, even just questions. They don't necessarily have to be problems. Or they can get help from other women on the page. I do have a couple of men, but 
the large majority of people on there are women. And so they can just come to the page and get mainly support with breastfeeding, but there's a lot of other things discussed on there as well. And what inspired you to create this page? Um, I had been kind of thrown into the world of breastfeeding um, by accident, which was a really great blessing kind of in disguise. And it just showed me how much moms need the support. And we have a couple of different breastfeeding groups here in Reno that are available to women, different days, different times. But to see how low the numbers are in these groups and knowing how many women are actually having babies and wanting to breastfeed and trying to breastfeed and and whether that is successful or not, they're not reaching out for help um, on a personal level, you know, going out of their house. And so uh, with Facebook, it just seemed like such a great way to reach people and um, offer that support where they would never even have to leave their home if they don't want to. That's fantastic. Um, ladies in the in the studio, um, would you say that you use Facebook pretty regularly? Yes. <laughs> that was quite easy. Um, and do you use uh, Facebook to find breastfeeding support? Um, I didn't originally, but now um, I've been actively looking for the support on Facebook because it's nice to, I'm literally on Facebook every probably 20 minutes if I, I'd be scared to know how often <laughs> I'm on there. But um, so it's nice to have, you know, a little pop up on my timeline about um, breastfeeding and just reminding me what a great job I'm doing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> how about you, Erin? Um, not initially. No, it's not something that I specifically sought out on Facebook. But I have, um, particularly with the San Diego Breastfeeding Group, I do um, visit the Facebook page often and rely on it for information and articles and so forth. Yeah, I'm part of that group too, the San Diego Breastfeeding, and I think that's a great resource. Yeah, and what type of questions are you posting on there, ladies? Um, Well, one night my son was just refusing to nurse, and it was like, midnight, you know, didn't know who to call. And so I went on there and, you know, asked what's going on. I was worried, you know, he's, I think he was three months at the time. Is he weaning? Like, you know, and so I had this nice group of moms responding and easing my worries that, no, he's not weaning. And everything went okay. <laughs> oh, very cool. How about you, Erin? Well, I experienced um, a nursing strike when my son's teeth came in, <clears throat> excuse me, and it was through not Facebook in particular, but through the internet and different sources that I actually realized it was a nursing strike, what it was and what I could expect and how to go through it. So without that support, I'm I'm certain I probably would have stopped nursing. That's that's pretty significant. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Crystal? Um, I find I'm fairly new to finding the support on Facebook, so I haven't quite um, made that jump to actually posting myself. So it's more of um, reading it and 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 just being an observer at this point, but in the future, I'm hoping, well, maybe not hoping I have problems, but (laughs) (laughs) hoping that if I do have a problem, that's somewhere I can go, definitely. Yeah, and it's not like you would be necessarily posting it on your own wall. Right, exactly. (laughs) Like, I'm having breastfeeding challenges. (laughs) Um, I want everyone to think of my nipples. (laughs) (laughs) My male friends from high school would enjoy that. Exactly, exactly. Um, Sarah, what kind of support are you able to offer breastfeeding moms through Nevada Breastfeeds, and kind of what support goes beyond what you think you can offer on that page. Well, this is something that I work very hard to provide support, but not um, go outside of my scope of practice, which is uh, 
is not a very broad scope. Um, I'm still kind of, a, you know, learning, and I do work with an IDCLC here in Reno. She does a private, she has a private practice company, and so I'm able to bounce a lot of questions off of her and um, make sure that I don't overstep those bounds. So I do a lot of different things. I post articles that are relevant to breastfeeding and really, you know, to mom just in general. So I always try and have it tied back to breastfeeding, but sometimes it doesn't. Um, but that is really the gist of the page is breastfeeding. So there's articles. Women can comment on them. Sometimes it does um, cause a debate. I try to monitor that very carefully. I don't allow women to bash one another on there or um, I don't allow it to get too heated because it needs to be a safe place where women can come and talk about things that are, you know, a concern without feeling like they are being attacked for whatever reason. So I monitor very carefully that way. And then um, it's also set up where you can post questions directly on the wall and that way other women can come along and make comments and help support you and give you information that might help. But there are times that it's really not appropriate for it to be posted on the wall because they really do need specific help from a professional. So in those situations, I will remove it from the wall, send it to um, a private message, and kind of work with them that way. And again, if it's something that's outside of my scope, then I start referring to someone that would really be able to help them with their problems. So That's really great to know because, you know, that was one of my concerns as a lactation consultant if I were going to do something like this is where where does it become, I can't answer this online, like I need to have a visual, I need to see. And so that's, that's a really good point um, that you make about removing it from the wall and then just you know, speaking to that person directly and, and offering them what their resources are in your community so that way they can actually get the help that they need. Um, which kind of questions do you find are most commonly posted on Nevada Breastfeeds? Gosh, I would say the biggest one is pumping, how to pump, when to pump, going back to work, and, um, you know, just trying to to make that all work together and, and having breastfeeding and pumping work, you know, together so that you're able to keep your supply, you're able to keep your baby breastfeeding successfully and not lose any of that when you do return to work or school. There's a lot of different circumstances, of course. And then um, also, gosh, I think one of the most popular questions is, I don't think that my baby's getting enough. What can I do to increase my supply? And uh, that one always gets me. I really struggle with that because it's 50-50. Half of the time, their supply is fine, and they're just questioning themselves because as mothers, that's what we do. And, um, you know, and then the other half of the time, they really do need help, and I I just don't believe that um, taking a pill is the answer. I think that, you know, you really need to figure out why it's uh, falling, how long it's been falling, um, and then what you can do that's really going to work and not, you know, kind of follow these different, uh, you know, just drink drink five gallons of water and you'll be fine or, you know, just kind of these myths that are out there that increase your supply and, and then now you're another week out. And so that seems to be really one of the biggest ones as well. Yeah. And Sarah, how do you answer all of these questions and work and take care of your family? Because that, that just baffles me. I have no idea how you do all that. Um, it's definitely taken some time to establish boundaries. I am not very good at that just in general. So 
when it came to this page, you know, when it was small, it was really easy. I could answer a question at 10 or 11 o'clock at night, and it wasn't a big deal. Um, and then, you know, I, I was getting a little bit of grief from my family, and, and I understand that, and I had to remind myself that, you know, these aren't, these questions don't need to be answered the second that they're asked. So I try very hard to just work it around my family and what their needs are. And then as far as my job, I have been very fortunate to find um, a job here in Reno with a maternity store. Oh, nice. And it's locally owned. She's very supportive of breastfeeding, so she allows me to um, monitor the page while I'm here at work. So, <laughs> of course, my job comes first, but it's really been a really nice um, relationship. Seriously, so. that's fantastic. Um, yeah. All right. Well, when we come back, Sarah and our panelists will be discussing their favorite local and online resources for breastfeeding support. So we'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9, with available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults, with zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Okay, so we're back. Um, ladies, have you found that the online breastfeeding support that you're receiving is helpful? Um, you know, one of my concerns would be that a mother would only be receiving anecdotal advice maybe from other moms, which obviously is hugely beneficial. But like Sarah had mentioned, um, sometimes it reaches beyond that and ends up into kind of needing clinical help and that she would most likely receive from an international board certified lactation consultant. And so um, do you find that that's kind of the case with the forums that you're working in or and that the advice is helpful or is it somewhat contradictory? I think that on like the San Diego breastfeeding group, um, I know some of the moms on there and some of them are lactation consultants, are going to school to be lactation consultants. So I kind of have to think about, okay, who are these moms? What is their background? Um, what kind of education do they have? And um, a lot of them will not only provide their advice, but they'll provide um, like links to websites so you can read and see, you know, just how... Um, um, just how accurate this information is. Yeah, that's a really good point. How about you, Erin? I always cross-reference everything, and it's my own OCD. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I want to make sure that the information I have is as accurate as possible. Um, so while I do go to anecdotal um, recounts, I also back it up by going to, like, Stanford or the Mayo Clinic um, or the, you know, jour medical journals, that sort of thing to back it up. Yeah, how about you, Crystal? Um, I go on for support. I enjoy the anecdotal things. Um, I enjoy reading about the other, like, um, if a mom had trouble and then how she got through it. It's nice to know that side of things. Um, you kind of have to take all the advice and information that they give you with a grain of salt, knowing that it's possible she may not be accurate with her information. Um, and then you would, you know, back it up with the websites. And it's nice when people post and they say, I know this because, and then they back it up with a website or, you know, something that's that you know to be accurate. Um, 
But I do enjoy the anecdotal things. It helps me get through my day sometimes just to read the struggles and, and the triumphs of other mothers. So Absolutely. I think that's why blogs, you know, have mm-hmm. honestly taken off so yeah. much and why women actually spend way more time on blogs than and reading blog articles than men do because I think sometimes we are drawn to those anecdotal stories. Mm-hmm. And it's also one of the main reasons we wanted to have blog articles on the boob group um, on our website because um, there's nothing like hearing you know, when a mom goes through something and seeing her sometimes, you know, mostly coming out on the other side, but sometimes not and just having her process it and being able to kind of just see the human side of that. Um, and so I, I agree with you. I think that there, there's definitely a, a purpose for both of them, but just making sure that you're also, you know, it's wonderful when people include links to um, articles as well. Sarah, do you find that you do that too, where if, if you're answering questions, you might guide someone to an article online? I do. It depends on the question and um, how specific of an answer they need. So um, if they're telling me that, you know, they're trying to increase their supply because their baby is three weeks old and still, you know, pretty pretty far from birth weight, then I don't bother with articles. I immediately refer them to get help where they can really sit down and figure out what's going on and how they got to this place. And um, if it's something more along the lines of, you know, I think it's a little bit low and, you know, I'd like to increase it a little bit to uh, to get ready to go back to work and have a little bit of a stockpile, you know, then I can do some cross-referencing with um, articles and it's always from a trusted source. Uh, I very rarely just Google something. Yeah. <laughs> you just, you never know what you're getting there. Um, exactly. So I always, always try to do uh, trusted sites that way. Um but for the most part, I would prefer to refer people out. And then, you know, most of the time they don't take that suggestion because they really want a quick fix answer. And I don't feel like you can get that online. Um, again, it really depends on what the circumstances are, though. Yeah, definitely. Um, ladies, do you also attend breastfeeding support groups? And if you do, how does your online connection and discussion kind of mesh with that in-person contact as well? Um, I do attend a support group every once in a while. I haven't in the past two weeks, but I try to every week. And um, I find that knowing that there's a lactation consultant at that group, if I do have a question about information I got online, I know I can ask her. Um, And I do. A lot of the questions I ask her are about the information I've received online. So it's nice to know I have that person to go to. I know specifically who I can go to to ask and get the correct answer to that question. That's a really good point. I had never even thought about that when I thought of that question. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, it's like you're getting both sides of the coin there. Yeah. So you're getting the personal stories as well as just making sure everything is accurate. That's that's fantastic. How about you, Erin? I have to agree with her. And myself personally, in the beginning months, I attended more regularly. Um, But I still have in the back of my head, I know that every Wednesday from such and such time, if I have to or if I need to or if I would just like to, I can pop in and hang out with all the other mamas. And and, and it's very reassuring. I think that we've kind of, my friends and I have made, unintentionally created a support group. We come together for, you know, kid play dates for our older kids, and it turns into a big, we're all sitting there nursing our kids and talking about the ups and downs and there we go. We have our little our little group there. But yeah, um, in the beginning, I would go to the hospital for those for those groups. And I find that now we're kind of in the flow and the breastfeeding's going OK. I haven't felt the need to go back to those right now. 
Very cool. Um, Sarah, what other online and local resources do you think are helpful and supportive for breastfeeding moms? Well, locally, I think it's really good to get involved with the breastfeeding community, and um, support groups are a great way to do that. And what they're saying, um, as far as, you know, you go in those first couple of months, because that's when it just seems to be so important, and it doesn't matter what you have to do, you're going to get there, because you want to know how much your baby weighs, or you need to talk to this woman who is dealing with the same thing that you were last week, or you have that question for the lactation consultant, so it's so important for you to be there in the beginning, and then as things become easier, then, you know, lunch with a friend comes up, and and then it's not quite as important, so we see that in our groups as well, they just kind of start... um, kind of a a new group of moms every three or four months. So just as a side note, I would say if you can make it back for those new moms, I think that that's great too so that they can see, oh, my gosh, they were in the same position that I was three months ago and they're they're still breastfeeding and their babies are doing well and they have makeup on or, you know, whatever (laughs) the case is, they they see the other side, that it's not always going to be um, so difficult. That's a really good point, and I'm glad you brought it up because I'm feeling quite abashed, actually, that I haven't (laughs) made a point because it was my returning to one of the support groups that was really pivotal in my changing, in my changing my attitude specifically. So good point. Thank you. Yeah. Well, it's hard to think that way, you know, because you've come out of it and just, it feels so good not to be so dependent, you know. One of the things I see in the support group that I lead is there. there is a group of moms who have been coming for a while, and they've also formed their own kind of side, side you know, play group or whatever. So they see each other much more common, you know, frequently than um, at the support group. But I love when they show up back at the support group with their six-month-old, eight-month-old, year-old baby that are just celebrating their first birthday. And you just see the eyes of the new mamas with the two-week-old light up and from exactly what you said, Sarah. They're like, oh my gosh, that woman looked like she actually took a shower. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And she has makeup on. And yeah. oh my gosh, they're all going to lunch afterwards. Like, <laughs> I want to meet friends that I can do that with. And so, um, but it is wonderful to have these moms who are confident breastfeeders. And they might still have a few questions here or there, but to kind of be, I don't want to use the word elders, you know, <laughs> but just the matriarchs of the group, you know, that they can share what they've learned and also just provide this like, hey, this is, look how cool this is to have a six-month-old baby that's sitting up and so interactive like my two-year-old or my two-week-old doesn't even smile at me yet so it is really cool to see that um sarah what other online resources do you like well i enjoy reading the blogs for the same reason i think it gives people um hope that they can get through these things um and it's nice to read those you know when you're feeding at 2 o'clock in the morning or um, pumping at work and, you know, all of these things that that you're looking for something to do. So it is nice to read those uh, blogs and articles. So I really like uh, Best for Babes, of course. They post some really great things. Um, and Kelly Mom, her uh, Facebook page and her website are both really great. So um, those are my two favorite resources. And then just finding blogs from from real women that don't really have an agenda. They aren't trying to sell a product or um, a company. They're just telling their story. So in those situations, sometimes I'll Google or I'll look to my favorite, um, 
you know, websites or Facebook pages to find those stories, and those are fun to read. But um, I think it's just very important when you're online to know who you're getting the information from. And so that way you can really just process it from there and know this is a really trusted source. Um, I'm going to, to really listen to what they have to say or just, oh, this is something fun to read. I think that it's good to know the difference. Sure. One of the things I like to do also is if I find a blog that I really like, um, I check out their blog role <laughs> to mm-hmm. see who else they're following because <laughs> yes. it's just a great way to kind of expand like, okay, well, I like the way this person's writing and so I probably will like what this other person's writing too. And if not, it's no big deal. But um, that, that's one of my favorite little pieces of a blog. Mm-hmm. Um, ladies, what other online and local resources do you find your breastfeeding information or connect with other breastfeeding moms? Um, my main one that I go to is my, an app on my phone um, for the What to Expect. Oh, okay, um, cool. I use the What to Expect app and on there is a forum. Um, I initially downloaded the app to track my feedings because it has you know stuff like that on it. Um, but on there it has a link to their forums and it's great to read like in two o'clock in the morning feeding, you know, or um, my husband's watching something stupid on TV, so I'll <laughs> go to my I'll go to my forum. So um, that's the main one I do, and then um, just the few breastfeeding ones that I follow on Facebook. So very cool. How about you, Erin? Um, well, other than my mother-in-law or a few girlfriends that are still actively breastfeeding. Kelly Mom, I go to a lot. And of course, San Diego Breastfeeding Group is my number one spot for information. Mm-hmm. Um, and because also I know that if I am in a serious position, I can text Robin. I can <laughs> shoot her an email like you had mentioned earlier, knowing that there's a person in particular that I can go to for help is amazing. Very cool. Thanks. I really like the website, and I found this when I was pregnant, and I swear I think I read every little word mm-hmm. of it, um, is... Um, Breastfeeding, breastfeedingbasics.com. Oh, yeah, that's one of I my love that web page. Well. And um, I also just really rely on the Facebook page. And uh, also, I have a friend who's going to school right now to be a lactation consultant, so I love looking at her textbooks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's a really good idea. Um, you know, and a couple of the ones that, I'm, that I, I love best for babes and Kelly Mom, those are the ones I think most lactation consultants refer to a lot. Um, but also... Um, I had mentioned in another episode, The Leaky Boob. Um, she is fantastic. She writes great articles, and they have a forum on there as well, as well as Kelly Mom does too, which I I didn't realize that her forum was so active. But, you know, she has her webpage, she has her Facebook page, and then she has a forum where it's kind of the same type of thing you're talking about with these Facebook pages that, you, you know, you can ask questions, um, which are wonderful. And then finding Facebook page, you know, groups like Nevada Breastfeeds or um, San Diego Breastfeeds um, where you not only have – moms coming in and talking but um, usually there's a few lactation consultants who are answering every once in a while like I find that you know if I see a question I'm like I can totally answer that in like two seconds Um, I love being able to share that information and also I I was a breastfeeding mom as well so I can speak from perspective too but I think these resources are phenomenal Um, so Sarah since Nevada Breastfeeds now has um, already has over 2,500 friends um, are there any plans to expand this page and possibly hire other moderators because um, I just can't imagine that as this continues to grow and if people or when people are listening to this episode that you might have a whole new ton of a whole group of likes on there and wanting to join um, you know how what are the future plans for Nevada breastfeeds you know I don't know it's so hard to say right now I've only been doing this for about a year and a half and so it's definitely 
bigger than I had expected it to be, which is amazing, and I'm so happy about that. Um, the problem is, I guess it's not really a problem, but I don't get paid to run this page, so <laughs> I can't imagine hiring somebody to help me. <laughs> Um, I am hoping, you know, I'm looking into the world of blogging and it makes me a little nervous, but I'm definitely looking into some different options that way and then, you know, hopefully have some people come along that would be like, you know, would like to help me that has a heart for this and just wants to help um, help women with breastfeeding and, and new mommyhood, really. You know, it's not just breastfeeding. So. Absolutely. Are you planning on becoming an IBCLC? Yes, I am. Awesome. I have my lactation uh, credits for the classroom with the Molly Tussle course. I think I need a few more hours that way, and then I'm definitely working on my classroom hours as well and, and my one-on-one hours under Robin uh, Holland, the IBCLC that I work with. So she's just been amazing in teaching me and um, showing me what's outside of the hospital and what's really going on when women leave the hospital and go home and and they just feel alone. Yeah, so. and that's what you're what you're helping with every single day. <laughs> yes, yes, so. it's been fun. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Sarah, and our panelists for your insight into local and online breastfeeding support. Um, I have a feeling that our listeners will be feverishly looking up your recommendations as soon as this episode is over. So, uh, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Before we wrap things up today, here's a breastfeeding oops. Hi, my name is Erin, and I have a nine-month-old little boy, and this is my boob oops. <laughs> <laughs> um, we recently went to the San Diego Zoo for my company picnic, and I had only once before breastfed in public, and that in itself was an adventure. So um, today, that day, I didn't anticipate breastfeeding. At the zoo. However, my son became very fidgety and desperately wanted the comfort. So we found what at the time was a very secluded part of the zoo. And we sat down in a couple of the benches. And of course, I never use a cover at home because I'm just breastfeeding at home. So my son does not like a cover. And at the age of nine months, he's well strong enough to get rid of that cover. So I'm breastfeeding, I've got the cover, I'm fighting with him in the cover, and all of a sudden, I realize that three tour buses have pulled up not 20 feet away from me, and everybody is exiting and coming to look at the exhibit that I'm sitting in front of. (laughs) So, of course, I'm trying to look very calm and not part of the exhibit. (laughs) Um, But my son, he's pulling and pulling, and I realize that this just isn't going to work. And then to my horror, (laughs) I turn to my left, and two of my male colleagues have seated themselves. (laughs) 
at the picnic table next to us and are trying to nonchalantly look away. But it's very obvious that they've seen me and I was just mortified and my husband came over and he tried to cover me up and yeah, that's, I just turned around and said, oh, hi guys, as if nothing had happened. But that was my boob oops at the San Diego Zoo. If you have a breastfeeding oops you'd like to share with our listeners, please call our boob group hotline at 619-866-4775. Thank you so much to our experts, panelists, and to all of our listeners. I hope you'll visit our website, theboobgroup.com, and our Facebook page to offer your recommendations for your favorite local and online breastfeeding support resources. Thanks for listening to The Boob Group, because mothers know breast. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of new mommy media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.